on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. TikTok has a new feature that may cause some of your friends' favorite videos to show up in your feed. Move over, Ludacris. Chrome 97 has rolled out and is <laughs> acting a tool with new recorder functionality that will allow you to record then get back and fast and furiously replay interactions while showing you how high or how low your core web vitals are along the way. I cannot top that, but Instagram is officially testing new ways to view posts. What does it mean for marketers? We've got some feed for thought. All on today's show. You know what time it is. It's officially Marketing O'Clock. We bring you all the digital marketing news of the week, powered by the digital marketing community. If you want to join the conversation, hit us up. We are at Marketing O'Clock everywhere, and you can join our community on Discord at community.marketingoclock.com. We record every week from the Cypress North Studios in beautiful Buffalo, New York, to bring you our famous Friday news show. You can subscribe to our show at youtube.marketingoclock.com or wherever you consume your podcast. Head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every article we cover straight to your inbox. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernhel. AKA Shep. I'm Jess Bud. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock. Here on January 7th, 2022. Whoa! Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you for joining us in 2022. Greg, you have some new fashion for the new year. I do. I got this fantastic shirt in the mail. It says out hustle, out caffeinate, out work, out V. And then it's got the YAG underneath it. And I received this in the mail right after we recorded the clock skirt. So I had no impact into that from PPC Greg. And it's my new favorite shirt. And I love it. And I'm just feeling really great. It's a new year. Everybody out there that just wants that Greg energy, you've got it. And it's our year, all of us and our listeners. It's I'm very excited. really amazing. He's it already is. campaigning for Greg of the Year 2022. And he's reigning Greg of the Year currently. Yeah. yeah. Two-time reigning Greg of the Year. And there's more competition than ever because, as we know now, anyone can be a Greg. It's yes. just however you identify. Yep. If you've got that Greg energy, you're in. <laughs> Grenergy. But PPC Greg is leading the way. <laughs> What's up with you, Jess? We're starting off the year wrong in my household. My husband amazing human being takes great care of our family made a major mistake he in bulk purchased single ply toilet paper oh and no you couldn't even blow your nose with this stuff oh, i am my. living my worst life it's i can't waste it i might donate it i can't live with this it's insane you have to go through like a roll every time you go to the bathroom because it's not enough it's wow. ridiculous. You, he saved no money. A roll? Well, not I'm exaggerating, but you, you guys <laughs> yeah, use single ply. You it's okay? the dumbest thing anyone like. Why does it exist? Yeah, make I think your we need to thicker. see what you're eating. <laughs> and you're opening a business, but like you can't do that to your customers. Oh no, this is in our home. Take it I know to the what business. I'm saying. Oh. You take it to the business. No, but that's not the front. You because guys then put I on. go there and I use the restroom, and it's like the nicest toilet paper ever. And I'm like, thanks, darling. Wow. wow. Yeah. Anyway, I'm really sorry about that. I'll be all right. I started off the new year on like a weird foot too because I just had this realization that New Year's Eve is truly the worst holiday. First of all, you're supposed to be doing something really fun all the time, but it's so overrated. If you want to do anything fun, you have to spend a million dollars, literally a million dollars for an open bar. It's so dumb. The New Year's... <laughs> Stay home. The New Year's Eve special on TV has lost all joie de vivre. Like... Andy Cohen said it best that Ryan Seacrest was out here with his gang of losers. There was no good entertainment. 
It's just so boring. And I was lucky enough this year to spend it with like just a couple of friends in my home. And we did have a really nice time. We like ordered fancy takeout. But then I was like, wait, I'm expected to smooch my husband in front of my friends. <laughs> Why do we make people do that? It's no so major. I like how that's the worst part of your night. <laughs> you know, he listens to the show. The one you've chosen he's, for life. He's recovering from a I don't want to smooch that. <laughs> and then they showed on TV, like all these people just making out in the streets. Like, what's wrong with you? Who raised these people? <laughs> Not your mama, apparently. <laughs> it's a terrible holiday. I feel like you would like that, though. It's like, it's like love. It's welcoming in the new year with it's just a little bit of love, a little hug, a little smooch. You know I don't like hugs, so I don't know why you would say <laughs> you know, that. I get maybe one out of you a year. Yeah. And it's forced. <laughs> I'm fine with just butt hugs, nobody else. So anyway, j- you know, just a little hot take to start your new year here. Or a cold take for uh, the husband. <laughs> and we have a little correction to make here because leave it to marketing <laughs> o'clock. She was Christina Brodsky when she was a marketing a talk guest. And yes. she, she has since now her last name is Lavasser, which should be so easy. Right. But we are just out here. We have to make everything so hard. So we're like, Christina Lavossier. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we did so well, too. You're like, oh, you really nailed we that. Did it. Yeah. So we're going back and forth about how to pronounce it. We could not be more wrong. So congrats on the nomination for Christina, and thank you for correcting us. We're sorry about your name. We'll get it right from here on out. And for our first episode of the new year, we have a really exciting new sponsor because, you guys, new year, new you, right, Jess? Absolutely. New year, new us. Well, the same goes for your site, and we are so excited to be sponsored by the one and only Ahrefs. That is A-H-R-E-F-S dot com this month. So start off the year right with more data thanks to the Ahrefs free webmaster tools tool this enhances traditional search console or webmaster tool data it'll scan your site for 100 plus common seo issues while also giving you advice on it unbelievable thank you especially for that cost and even better free yeah (laughs) the cost of zero what has search console ever told you to do it just gives you errors and messages ahrefs gives you recommendations And even better, you can browse all of your backlinks and see the keywords that are bringing you traffic alongside of Ahrefs' proprietary metrics. So you can see all those terms alongside things like keyword difficulty, traffic value, search volume. It really is an enhancement over what you have today. So it's going to give you an advantage over competition, showing you where you're going to get the most bang for your buck when you choose what you want to implement. And you can see it in action at A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash webmaster dash tools. Almost a thousand people register for Ahrefs Webmaster Tools every day to improve their website's SEO performance and get more traffic from search. Thank you, Ahrefs. And now we will get into the main news here because TikTok is launching its own version of retweets, everyone. That's the time weird. has arrived. They're making retweets. It's a completely different platform. I know. Everybody copies TikTok. It's their turn to copy someone. (laughs) So this new repost button is found in the share menu. And that's what you click when you send the video to friends through messages, texts, or social media. I didn't know what it was called. It's the share menu. 
And instead of sharing the video with friends directly, the repost button promotes the video to all of your friends on TikTok instead of just texting it to whoever. But unlike a Twitter retweet, the reposted video will not show on your TikTok profile. It only sends the video out to your friends for you feeds, which I think mm. is pretty cool. You're not like attaching your name to it necessarily. You're just sharing it with the world saying, I like this video. I don't hate that. There's another part you're not going to hate, I think. So users only see reshared recommendations if they're mutual friends with the person who reposted the video. So it's not like an influencer. 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 <laughs> Can just repost something and it's going to go viral. Um, they're doing that to avoid, I guess, on Vine. They used to do this thing called Revine for Revine or something where people would just agree to Revine each other's stuff and go, like, that's so illusory. Rebite? I only know Bite. <laughs> Does our Bite account still exist? Uh, no. Oh. Does our TikTok account still exist? Yeah, I was thinking we should do more on TikTok. <laughs> we could repost things. Yeah, we're going to do it in 2022. Okay. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess people do stuff like this on Instagram too. So tr to try to avoid that, it's only going to happen for people that you're friends with. So they follow you, you follow them. And that makes me a little scared about this because I only follow 40 people, but my friend who I follow, came to visit me over New Year's Eve. He saw me and my husband smoocheroo. Wait, you did smoocheroo? I felt like I had to. See, I just wow. assumed you didn't based so on you that. you are part of this yeah. problem. I felt like I had to. Well, that's it's weird. like when that's, we hugged at my wedding, Greg. <laughs> now that is super weird. It's super weird. Did so he feel like, like he had to or was he like, come here, baby? I'm sure. <laughs> Excuse me. Wash your mouth. That was soap. We just kind of looked at so, each other and we were like. <laughs> so did you do it like when the ball dropped? Yeah. You didn't smooch your wife? No, I said against oh, my kids. I feel like such a loser. We were both asleep in different rooms at the time. So we didn't either. <laughs> Our child was asleep. I, I literally went upstairs, woke my kids up, pulled them down there. And like they watched it. I love that for you. That's I fine. didn't even smooch them. Well, that'd be weird. So you waited, like, where on the ball drop? Did you You're like, coordinate the You're making me feel smooch? so Yeah, was it like I a countdown to the smooch. kiss? No. No. So, like, at zero, you just go for That's it? That's what everyone does. You say, Happy New Year. Imagine that, thinking that. You guys. Like, what you happens act like if I invented this. What I, happens if you're in the wild and you walk under mistletoe? Do you just go to the stranger next to you and be like, I have to do this? There's no, no mistletoe in the wild. On New Year's all. Eve, if I, was, if I was single, I would just be... Like standing with my arms crossed, <laughs> like <don't>, just <laughs> hoping no one comes for you. <laughs> when you're married, <laughs> I thought it was expected. Okay, wow. I'm kind of new to this, but if you're saying I don't have to, that I feel better about it for next year. You definitely don't have, but now you do because now you've you set do. precedent. Unfortunately, yes. you have to precedence. Whatever. Okay, well, this is even more disgusting. The point I was made going to make before I was really interrupted. He follows like foot stuff on TikTok. Who does? Foot stuff? My only friend, Jarrett. Oh, uh, that's your husband. We no. definitely no, both thought that. Should. Yeah. I'm now I'm being mean. He has pretty gross feet. But my friend, Jarrett, he follows. Who like, does? What is the show? <laughs> Eddie has some pretty bad feet. He has bunionettes. He that's listens to this show. What is a bunionette? It's a bunion on the other side. On the other side. side. Of what? Your, your foot. foot. <laughs> like the top of your foot? No. Your pinky toe. The outside, yeah. yeah. I only know Do this because Chef told me about it her sounds like something. It sounds like something you find at like a French bakery. Like I've got some bunionettes for you. Oh my God. This has gone so far <laughs> Bunions aren't gross. It's a gross word. 
It's unfair. I it's think just like bones about it growing. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you want to watch him remove from people's feet? Because oh that's my God. Oh what my God. I watched. Oh my God. Okay. All the stats we're going to talk about coming up. They're all null and void. We have no <laughs> listeners currently. Or he watches ingrown toenail. Oh my god! No! Oh my god! No! You know what though? You watch Doctor Pimple Popper. You're all the same. I know, but you're I realize, all the same. I would never watch that by myself though. That's what's so sick about these feet videos. It's like TikTok is very like you're just watching it on your own. The thing with Doctor Pimple Popper is you watch it with a friend or colleague, and then you're like, oh, or colleague, and, then like, and that's like, oh, I have no more friends and no more colleagues. I've been fired. Gone. I've been shunned in my social circle. If you're watching this, then the ball dropped. They got a smooch, and I got nothing left. Okay. I'm horrified that I admitted to the smooch. Okay, I'm glad you did, Chub. Anyway, I'm just really scared of what I'm going to see in my TikTok feed. That was the point. TikTok feed or feed? What'd you say? Depends. <laughs> because apparently it's going to be the same thing pretty soon. <laughs> okay, Greg, save me. <laughs> All right. Next up in marketing news, <clears throat> there is a new preview feature in Chrome's developer tools, and it's a recorder panel. So if you want to use the recorder, uh, just go to the recorder panel and what you do is you hit record and it will track everything you do very similarly to what you may see in a tool like a hot jar where you can see where specific clicks happened, um, what people performed on the site itself. Obviously it's not for your visitors of the site, but I'll get to that in a minute why it's top news here. Once you're done recording those specific actions, what you can do is use Chrome to see where some of the larger load times were. So you can see, oh, when I clicked on this or when I went to this page, boom, there's an issue that's occurring at this specific moment in the recording. So it takes a look at what is happening in the loading of your site and allows you to see not only the actions, but things that can affect your core web vitals and site speed. There's also more mobile devices coming out in this new version of Chrome that you can test on and check it out and see where actually the issues may come from. This is cool. This is free, I assume. Yep, absolutely right? free. So it's a good proactive tool. Very good. You don't have to pay for anything. Correct. If you care. Yep, and you could even pair it with something like, so this is a Google Chrome tool. Use something like Microsoft Clarity that is a free tool that is similar to something like Hotjar and you can get that data from your visitors and then use this to actually test it out. No need to pay for things. I love free things. There you go. That's the theme of the show so far. Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, moving on here, last in the main news, a tweet from Shep's other man, Adam Masseri. He's not my man. He was nowhere to be found on New Year's Eve. And I never said anything about him besides the fact that he's staring into your soul in all of these <laughs> videos. He's always leaning into the screen like, Hello, Earthlings. Mm -hmm. Except this time, and we'll get to it. When he leans in, he doesn't see you. If you're watching this, he's your man, too. <laughs> well, I watched it so y'all didn't have to because things get complicated. Yeah. So he tweeted, We're starting to test the ability to switch between three different views on your home screen, two of which would give you the option to see posts in chronological order. Those are home, favorites, and following. We hope to launch these soon. More to come. Peace emoji. And then as he does, he does a video. So if you've listened to us throughout the last year, you knew this was coming. There are lots of detectives have clued us into this. But even officially here, they're just 
quote, starting to test. So it probably shouldn't be in the main news, but I really just wanted to speak in this segment because it's been slow the last couple of weeks and I haven't had main news. Oh, since so, hearing you, Jess. Thanks. I'm happy to be here. To recap the quote official announcement, home equals the Instagram of today. It's ranked based on what Instagram thinks you're interested in, which, you know, I take umbrage with because I'm not only interested in reels from meme accounts, but that's a me problem. <gasps> Is there one where you can get rid of reels? No. <sighs> that is a feature request. That's what I really want. I would like to officially submit. Yes. Tell Adam. <laughs> I can't, but you can. Or maybe not, because when he leaned into the camera this time, what he said was that the home feed is supposed to make people make the most of their time on the app because most people don't make it through their feeds. I feel like you should feel unseen. I haven't. Everyone's coming for me today. I haven't made it through <laughs> my feed since there was a global pandemic. Like I was stuck in my home or since becoming a mother. Okay, good. Why? Seriously, though, you guys, is it not so weird how close he is to the camera? He did. He leaned in very, very close to say that point. Like, I see you, everyone, but, but that's all I was yeah. saying. And somehow this turned into that Adam was my man. Greg told me to say it once. So I did. And now I say it every time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now I know who to blame. It's fine. I take the blame too because I do it. Peer pressure. All right. So the other type of feed or types. Favorites is essentially a list of accounts you want to make sure you don't miss things from. It's aptly named, but he did say that they hope it will be called favorites. So they'll probably change it to something dumb like sticker worthy or ship stan. And then the following theme is a chronological feed of posts only from accounts you actually follow. And this is important because the big nugget, in case you watched the video and didn't catch it, he did say that home is going to have more and more recommendations Ugh. over time. They're trying to be TikTok. Yeah. But that is kind of the best part of TikTok. But it's the worst part of Instagram. They are different yeah. platforms, if we're being real. So the tests are rolling out now. You may already see this. If you don't, they hope to officially launch this in the first half of the year. So they got six months to roll this out. The biggest note from a marketing perspective is it, at this point at least, does not appear that users will be forced to like pick a setting and have that be their default. There's always going to be the option to explore these three. So they'll be able to pop around. Discovery might potentially be limited if you're switching feeds, but with increased recommendations, maybe things will even out. So just something to pay attention to. We'll keep you posted as this rolls out if there's buzz about it. Or maybe you'll never hear about it again. Now it's time for this week's Take of the Week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up just for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. This week's take of the week comes from the SEO goddess at SEO goddess on Twitter and SEO goddess had a tweet that said it was a poll and the poll was, do you think women can be experts at technical hashtag SEO question mark? The responses that people could choose from are yes, no, and not sure. Tell me why. <laughs> That's what I said, Jess. <laughs> She's just very I, confused. I'm dumbfounded by how... Go on. So SEO goddess here, I believe, is 100% an SEO troll. Trollist. That's what I think, too. Yes. I look at that, and I saw a bunch of it in there, where it's the Tom Hardy and the Mad Max, and it's like, that's bait, Jif. So that's what that is. But it's in here because, A, obviously that's a scorching hot non-take-take, take, mm -hmm. but the responses really just made everything better. So Steve Plunkett at okay. Steve Plunkett on Twitter said, <laughs> okay. which pets can be experts at technical SEO? 
And he put in dogs, cats, fish, and birds. And dogs very slightly beat out cats. And then it followed behind it with fish and birds. So <laughs> that. There is another person, Andrew Isadaro. Andrew underscore Isadaro on Twitter. And he said, do you think men can be experts at it. technical hashtag <laughs> SEO question mark? And oh, I forgot to tell the results. I didn't say the results, did I? Oh, of the original? The poll? results of you the original. Not. That's important. Were 87.4% yes, women can be technical experts at technical SEO. 7% no, and 4.9% sh- uh, not sure. So in Andrews, where he said, do you think men can be experts? The yes was only 46.9%. 28% were no. 25, we're not sure. So again, kind of poking fun there. And then there was another quote from Lou Alley at Lou underscore Lou D. And she said, do you think it's worth being offensive in order to get recognition? Shots fired. Yes, no, and not sure. Tell me why. And no one that one. And then there are a couple other other ones worth noting. Villa SEO at Villa underscore SEO on Twitter said, I hope it's a joke. That's totally disrespectful. Clearly, no human being could be an expert on that. It's so good. It's so true. It's so good. And then Kyle Morris, at Kyle underscore S underscore Morris said, this is the dumbest question I have seen so far on Twitter, and that is really saying something. But my favorite was I went through all the responses, and I got to show more. I'm like, yes, there's going to be something good in here. And then I saw one that still wasn't shown. And there'll be a GIF up on it. It says, show additional replies, including offensive ones. So I clicked on it. And there's a gentleman, Collins Opera, I believe is how you say it. I am Collins Opera on Twitter. And he said, women can be experts in anything they set their heart to. So is anyone and everyone else. That's like the nicest response that's, I've heard. Yeah. It's like the best response. This poor guy's and that's potentially offensive? by Twitter. He's just like, you could do anything you want to, and so can everybody else. Poor Colin. I know. He doesn't he's, deserve that. He, th- he's getting gaslit by them. That's garbage. Anyway, obvious troll job, but a little bit of fun there in the comments. Now it's time for this week's ICYMI. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. ICYMI people from Jill Saskingales at Jill Saskingales on Twitter. She said she had been thinking about a tweet from Colin Slattery about the display network opt-in. She says, I never opt search campaigns into display network. (laughs) However, (laughs) I do have a single use case for opting into search partners when you want to do top of funnel with search ads for real. And then she has a full guide for how to do this. So she says many of those partner sites are new our news and info sites. CPCs on search partners are cheap. It can be a great way to drive high volume, low cost traffic to content rather than sales pages. One client drives thousands of impressions and hundreds of blog visits a month this way. If you want to test out top of funnel with Google search ads, go against all of your best practices. It's true. I have goosebumps again. <laughs> Opt into search partners. Give it $5 a day. Set a max CPC of like 30 cents. Yes, manual bidding shivers, she says. Stick to short generic keywords and have remarketing set up with the landing page. So I think that's a great little strategy. There's a, a lot of things like that where I feel like we're just trained to say no. But if you think about it a different way, sometimes it's worth a test. Yeah. Yeah, She's brave I- enough to say it. Can and I, test it. Can I expand on this, Sue? Okay. 
not only that, Jill is 100% right. Also, if you've got branded campaigns. Yeah. If somebody's searching for your brand and they're on some rat <laughs> site, like who cares, you know? Like go show rat up site. go show up yeah. on Alta Vista. Chef's or not on that site. <laughs> like, yeah, who cares if they're on a rat site if they're looking for your brand? And she might be the best PPC follow on TikTok. Yeah, I smell a new clock skirt category. Remember that this time next year, Chef. Oh, we won't. <laughs> Now it's time for this week's pew, pew. lightning round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social. First up in the paid universe from 2020 BFF of the show, Andrea Cruz at Andrea Cruz 92 She says, LinkedIn ads gave us a New Year's present. Jess, where's my New Year's present? You want a smooch? <laughs> <laughs> no. You can delete draft campaigns. And then I feel Andrea's pain with this picture because she had to take a screenshot with her camera of the computer. I'm assuming because it's like a menu and she had to hover over it. You know, points for creativity, Andrea. Nothing stops her from bringing us the news. And another good find from Mike Ryan at Mike Ryan Retail on Twitter. He says, anyone else playing around with Merchant Center benchmark product price difference yet? Not me, Mike. No. Quite easy to match with performance data from the ads UI. Question, but very few products have a benchmark available. Answer, check how many of your products with clicks have benchmarks. And then he has a full thread on how you can do this um, attached to this tweet. It's very detailed. Thank you, Mike. George Wynn wrote this article for Search Engine Land reminding you that Meta Ads is removing some detailed targeting options that are now deemed too sensitive for advertising. So they still, we are just a few days away from this and I could not find a full list of all the categories that are going away. But they gave some examples like health causes, sexual orientation, religious practices and groups, and political beliefs, social issues, causes, organizations, and figures. I just really hope they don't remove the targeting and keep people's ads running like it and just yeah. let them run amok. I'm oh, really yeah. worried about it. They didn't say anything about like your ad shutting down or if they're making an announcement to, or giving people notifications about this. I just really hope they handle it the right way. And I hope if you're listening, you go and check your targeting. Um, it sounds like this is not allowed anymore after January 19th. You can't set anything up new, but your ads will continue to run until March 17th. Lucky you. And I, I get the majority of this. I do think that there, like any major sweeping change, that there can be people that are hurt from this, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so the example of something like lung cancer awareness or World Diabetes Day. If you're out there and you're trying to get a message across or you're trying to fundraise or something like that, you know, you know that people really care about these causes and maybe you're trying to make a difference or something, just know this is why we can't have nice things. It's, it's yeah. just a few malicious jerks mm -hmm. ruin it for everybody. And it really stinks. But overall, it's for the better so that people are not discriminated against. I get it. Dario Zanoni shared a really good find with our Discord community. This is actually a pretty big one. He says, Google Ads added a function to create a shared budget when setting a portfolio bid strategy. I think that makes sense, he says. A shared budget should, in theory, allow the portfolio strategy freedom to allocate money to the best performing campaigns. And if you do this, the shared budget will be linked to the portfolio bid strategy, 
when the campaign is removed from the strategy, it is also Ooh. removed from the shared budget. Great. Yeah. Awesome. So if you want more awesome tips from Dario, join us on Discord, community.marketingaclock.com to join. Yep. Or follow him over on Twitter at Dario Zanani, Z-A-N-N-O-N-I. Thanks, Dario. And Julie Pacini shared a Google Sheet where she's keeping track of all of the upcoming 2022 PPC events. Um, she tweeted this out from her at Neptune Moon Twitter account with a link to the Google Sheet, and we will have it in Discord and in our newsletter. So far, we've got HeroConf coming up at the end of the month with a bunch of great guests attending that. That one's in person. And then the PSA annual conference is in February, but that one is remote. So you're going to have to peace hack from home, everyone. I'm sorry. Oh, that's the peace hack. Yeah. She well, is. she calls it the yeah. PSA annual conference. So oh, I think I most just... people just have a little more decorum than you. They wouldn't oh, really? Say... I thought that was just good branding. Peace hack, Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it is fun to say. And finally, there is a new movement slash fundraiser called Check My Ads. So I'll read a quote from the GoFundMe. It says the January 6th insurrection was fueled by advertising dollars. Join us as we cut off the J6 insurrectionists from the advertising industry so they never see another penny again. And they say together we will alert national advertisers. Advertisers are unwittingly funding the insurrectionists and they will demand ad tech companies to drop the insurrectionists. So I think that first one is like a really good point. We talked last week about how you couldn't have placement exclusions for smart shopping until very recently, and we might not have it for Performance Max. And you don't know you're on these sites that might not be safe for your brand. So I think this is a, hopefully good will come of this. Um, so thanks. Yeah, Check your just, ads. Again, another another reason to look at where your ads are showing. What's happening in organic? All right, and thank you again for Ahrefs for sponsoring today's show. If you're still on the fence about using the free Ahrefs Webmaster Tools, I've got great news for you. Confirming your site is simple. Ahrefs makes it easy as can be to verify your website directly from tying in your Search Console account. All you have to do is log in Sign in with Search Console and you are in. You don't have to put up code. You can do that if you want, but you don't have to. You can just instantly, again, show that you own the site for Ahrefs so you can see that data. So that is not an excuse to not try it, that it's extra work. All you got to do is connect those two together and you're all set. So please don't miss it. Head over to Ahrefs.com forward slash webmaster dash tools and see how easy it is to get set up today. All right, and in two weeks, on the 18th of January, Yoast SEO is coming to Shopify. And some big news over for SEOs on Shopify. I believe there's a YoastCon virtual that's going along with that. So if you are struggling with your collections on Shopify, Yoast might be a really cool plugin to test out. All right, and next up from Brody Clark, the SEO down Underwood at Brody SEO on Twitter. He says, Google is currently testing new formats of their visual stories unit for web stories. And this is in discover is where it looks like we're seeing these. And instead of just one gigantic, almost like a reel, like you'd see an Instagram version of the web story, you can now see blocks of four, or you can see blocks of one large one and two small ones or galleries. So Google is really testing out web stories, which parlays really nicely into the next article from Glenn Gabe. We talked about it 
the December product reviews update article that he had created. He made a web story about it. So if you didn't take the time and it may not say that your, your cursor finger wasn't ready to mm -hmm. get down to the bottom of his articles. He now has it in web story for you and does it the way that only Glenn Gabe Catton talks about dueling algos and has like fencing movies in there. Cute. It's got really cool charts. Sorry, Barry. Um, <laughs> it's got videos of John Mueller. And again, is a, I, I, I don't know anybody else that's talking about web stories than Glenn Gabe. And I feel like everybody is missing out going crazy with core web vitals and everything else, but check it out. It's not that hard. I know we hand codes them. You can do it. There's a WordPress plugin and all that. And we also had Glenn and Samuel Schmidt back on, um, I think it was in 2020. Yeah, it was when we talked about web stories and it's still relevant today. So don't miss that either. It'll be linked over in community.marketing.clock or marketingclock.com forward slash newsletter. All right. And we're going to keep it here by way of Glenn Gabe. Again, he's just the, the person to follow, almost like he is a three-time organic follower winner, Klaxer winner, I guess. And Google is planning to tackle the metaverse with a new set of glasses. However, no. these aren't virtual reality glasses. These are AR glasses. And this article comes from Android Police. So Google bought North, which is a company that makes smart glasses back in the summer of 2020. And it was unclear what was going to happen at the time, but it seems like it may be a successor to Google Glass. And in Glenn's tweet, he said, Google is betting on AR versus VR for the metaverse. And Glenn says, smart move, IMO. I don't think it's that smart of a move. I think the metaverse is the future. I do. I don't think people like reality. I think people want out of reality, like ASAP. Not anyone here. Not yeah. anyone here. I'm never putting that stuff on my head. Nope. I'm not doing that. I like the concept of enhancing the real world more than I like a fake world on your eyeballs. But I think the fake world is what is clearly going to win out, in my opinion, which goes against Glenn Gabe. So I'm probably wrong. <laughs> so whatever. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong. I really do. All right, and next up from Wired.com, they have an article, but one of the big changes, they've run a U.S. edition of Wired and a U.K. edition of Wired and a U.S. website and a U.K. website, and they are merging the U.S. and the U.K. website together mm -hmm. to have one site that's going to cover like bigger international news and everything is going to be one. However, they're going to be the two publications still operating from a physical standpoint. And this is just something you may want to watch if you are interested in site migrations. This is a big one, and I'm very interested to see how it plays out. So I can't think of a bigger one, again, that came from Glenn Gabe as well. Uh, next up from Barry Schwartz over at Search Engine Roundtable. Google is saying, if you are migrating domains, don't just remove AMP. And it's from one of the office hours and John Mueller was responding to a question saying, it's hard to say if you think you're doing a domain migration and switching off AMP at the same time, then especially with something like top stories, it might be a little bit confusing. And obviously if you're trying to change things, don't change everything. I don't know. That's always one thing we try to do is try to keep things as much apples to apples when you're doing something that is such a heavy lift like that. And so they're saying we're going to do such a heavy lift. And then obviously they're going to create a whole new site and then with the whole new site, if they have this like, you know, AMP presence in news, obviously that could change it. Like don't change too many things at once. I know that you sometimes have to, but if there's any way not to, 
go that route. All right, next up, keeping it over on Search Engine Roundtable, Google says the quality of your languages on your multilingual site can impact each other. And they're not just being like, oh, you know what? English is a good language and Spanish stinks. They're saying if you translate something in a very poor manner and you have then low quality content, it can impact your entire site quality. That seems fair. Do a good job. That does seem fair. And the exact quote from John Mueller was, so in short, I guess if you have very low quality translation that's also indexed and also very visible in search, then that can definitely pull down the good quality translation as well or the good quality original content that you also have. And here comes party pooper Greg here saying, remember, this is about you and your website. This is about you and your business. And if Having a translated version of something, you shouldn't translate things poorly, right? But there's ways that should be good enough to use something like Google Translate that should not be so catastrophically bad that it will drag everything down, right? So that's number one. So don't just stop translating things because you think there could be a problem. If people need translated content on your site, keep it there. Like you shouldn't try to put bad stuff out there, but if you're helping people understand something complex and it might just not be as good as the English version, but it's still accurate and it's still driving sales and still helping your clients and still helping the greater good, don't remove it because John Mueller said that. Now I get it. He is not saying that he's just answering a question and I thank him for that. Answering a question as Google is very, very hard because you get articles like this written about it and idiots like us talking about it, right? But you need to look at what is right for your customers. And if that is helping them, even if Google might think it's low quality, I don't care. You should keep that on. Maybe they should do a better job with Google Translate if it's so important. Well, that's the thing. If the oh. Google Translate is the problem, then yeah. What if like this content stinks and you're like, oh, I use Google Translate. Right? That's a them problem. Touche. That's a them problem. All right, and we're just keeping over at Search Engine Roundtable here. Google Search Console international targeting setting can take weeks to update and search. It's not instant. If you don't know what it is, you can't find it in the Search Console. It's in Legacy Tools, and it may take weeks. There's a whole bunch more information. We'll link over to it in the show notes over on community.marketingclock. Another thing, I don't know if this is true or not. I just saw it. I saw somebody retweet it. And I figure everybody should know. So if you're a brand, you're putting out content. We haven't seen any success with this, just for the record. But Alex Stempelwoski, at Alex Stempelwoski, good luck on Twitter, said, I've gained half a million YouTube subscribers in 28 days, posting exclusively YouTube shorts videos. The opportunity is f***ing real right now. Don't sleep on YouTube shorts. And don't sleep on short-form video content if you want to crush it that on is social not the media. Experience we had. To be fair, yeah. he's a photographer and a video—I imagine videographer—and he's like an NFT bro too, I believe. Mm, I don't so, trust any of those. Yeah, I, I don't know, but it's worth trying. We try. I, I hate shorts. I, we gave it a shot, not for us, but it might be for you. Year of shorts. It's, it is yeah, not the year yeah. of shorts. Take that back. Yeah. It's the year of testing. Test it. If it works for you, great. If it doesn't, don't bother. 
All right. And from Barry Adams, I saw this over on LinkedIn. He says, on average, Shopify now has better core web vital score than AMP pages and WordPress has some catching up to do. This does not mean take your site off WordPress and move it to Shopify. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't, Jess. And yes, this is something that seems to be accurate, but do not change your entire strategy, your entire website off of one little screenshot from the HTTP archive because you saw it on LinkedIn. Do what works for you in Core Web Vitals. Having a good experience, having a good site speed is great, but make sure that your users have the best experience. And that isn't always shown in Core Web Vitals as a small piece of the pie and quite frankly, a piece of the pie that I don't care about as much as having good content or having good products or trying hard to make like people understand what the product or what the site's about or what you're trying to do. That is all not ever going to show up in Core Web Vitals. Are we already trying for rant of the year? Was that the goal for today's show? No, it's not. <laughs> He's just going to rant all year. The year, the year is a rant. year of grind. Yes. 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 We are ramped up this year. All right. And from John Shahada over at news-.com, he had a list of the most visible U.S. publishers in Google search in the top stories for some of the top searches of 2021. And the top searches, as we know, we're not, we're in that super cheesy year on Google, um, you know, whatever that video was, the top stories were like Afghanistan, Alec Baldwin, AMC Stock, Brian Laundry, DMX, Dogecoin, Travis Scott, all that stuff. So if you want to see what sites rank the highest for some of the top news sites of the year, it's actually fairly interesting to see like, oh, Fox News beat out CNN for this or CNN beat out Fox News for that. And there's a really cool, uh, I, don't know, I don't know if it's stock or not, but it's like a, a gorilla with his hand on fire with the top search queries. To me, it looks like a G League logo, you know, or like that, like a what's G League? Yeah, basketball or like a like a Canadian football league. Oh, it's definitely sports. Yeah, yeah. but he has it in there for the article, so I appreciate it. It looks job. like he like has a cut on his finger and he touched some hot sauce or something. Ooh, he's sounds mad delicious. about it. Yeah. All right, delicious. we are now on <laughs> to round it up here. Well, I'm just gonna call her a little growth and learning segment. And a lot of people, I really appreciate it. Like, hey, this is what I did, what I learned this last year. All right. And from Arij over from Women in Tech SEO fame, she had a great article about the learnings from 30 months of building a community. She sort of had like eight main ideas. She turned it into a thread as well. And there was one thing that I thought we did actually really good in 2021. It was number three in her thread. And it said, you won't make everyone happy, and that's okay. I feel like we nailed that one. We definitely did. Remember we that really one review that one. we got where we woke a guy up How from sleep? But if you're interested in building a community, go check it out. Head on over, marketingclock.com forward slash newsletter or community.marketingclock.com. All right, and from Aleda Salise, she talked about her newsletter and has 15 newsletter growth tips from 1,000 to 17,000 subscribers in just two years. And I went through all 15 of these tips to see like what we might've done well with our newsletter. So like another example we could tie in. We didn't, we didn't do anything well. <laughs> well but she's got she 15 did. tips. Yeah. So check it out over on latestlease.com. And then just like a quick little thing here about our pod, I want to share some of our numbers for 2021. And some of them aren't perfect. 
But I'm just gonna give you some stats here. From Spotify, in 2021, we had a 51% male audience, 45% female audience. And they're all doing technical SEO. All, all of them. them. And yes. they're fish. <laughs> <laughs> the ages of people that listen to Marketing O'Clock are, are skewed towards the non-Mooner crowd. The highest one is 28 to 34 years old, followed up by 23 to 27 year olds. So I feel like we're pretty hip. And then also 35 to 44 year olds. So I'll be there soon. <laughs> and our top listeners come from the United States, number one, the UK and Canada. Thank you, everybody. Some of the artists that they're listening to. Number hmm. one, Taylor Swift. Seems Weird. skewed. Kanye West, Buble, Ed Sheeran, and Adele. A lot of those were me. I was going to say, you can tell I don't listen to our podcast because none of my to, artists are here. You listen to Buble? Yeah, a Christmas album. Mm -hmm. oh. Give yeah, you don't listen to that one song. No, I, okay. it would have been on, on my worst too, his version of Santa Baby. I could do without. Okay. And then from our Spotify followers, we went from 1,800 followers to 2,700. Well, about 1,000 increase, which is pretty crazy. And we had from our just podcast streams, 65, nearly 66,000 streams and downloads in 2021. I can't really figure out a time. I'm going to ask. I had to do a little bit of estimation here. How many people, how many hours do you think that people watched or listened to us in 2021? Total. Total. We'll go around the room, see who gets closest. This is the kind of thing that really gives me anxiety. I know, I'm very nervous. Perfect. I'm just going to say 15,000 15,000 hours. 15,000 hours? Wait, that's what we said, right? Yes, hours. Jess, you're up. Well, you asked me this earlier and I said 246 and I feel like that was low. So I'm going to go with 247. 247 hours. Sammy. I'm going to go with a nice round 500 hours. Am I think? Am I crazy? Okay. Every episode is an hour long. We released 52 episodes. We're going to find out. You don't okay. need to ask. The, the, the numbers He's are done the numbers. the math, I think, right? Yeah, the numbies. <clears throat> so I had to do an estimation and I went to Google Podcasts to see what the average was. So we had... Two, the 29,000 minutes played on 1.27 thousand plays. It ends up that people on Google Podcasts listen for about 23 minutes. I think that's kind of low, but we just went with it, right? And so if we look at that by the streams, it would be 1,500,000 plus, a million and a half minutes of listening just on audio. And then to the YouTube side, before I give you the final number here, YouTube in 2021 was tough for us. We used to be on Search Engine Journal. They stopped the Search Engine Journal network. We had to start up our own channel. Our old videos don't count for anything. You can still sort of find them if you look really, really hard on Search Engine Journal. You have to look past one that doesn't look like us to find our playlist, but they're still there and none of that counts. So we ended up only bringing in 319 subscribers. We're working to do more on that in 2022, but we had 38 1,700 views in 2021. That was 2,938 hours. So our total numbers here, sorry, that was long-winded. We had people listen to us for 28,021 hours in 2021. Okay, so of I wasn't this, insane. You were about half of what it okay. is. But this, 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 we're talking about this no, show. People yes. listen 28,000 thousand hours of this thank you and we're sorry <laughs> and the most important thing is we haven't learned anything from it. <laughs> <laughs> not really if we were to do this 
Um, I, I, a few tips here, kind of chiming on this, this, you know, what we learn train here. I'd say the number one thing that I think we do really, really well, I'm super proud of is consistency, right? We're here every Friday, rain or shine, and it's always out there. And another thing too, is like, we don't ever have two bad shows in a row, maybe other than this one and the one before. Um, the one after, just guessing. And I think another thing too, that we've done really well with this is being different. You know, like when we first started, there weren't really like digital marketing and comedy kind of thing or entertainment. I wouldn't call this comedy. Uh, and now there's like a bunch. So I think that's good too. like find niches that, that aren't there. Um, another thing is I think we do well as we give more than we take. I think, you know, this is literally this show here is the first time that we have made a physical scent from the show. Yeah. We used to have advertisers in search engine journal network, which went there. And we had one sponsor that did some credit for stickers and things like that. Well, we got some free stickers, Greg. We, I said a literal cent. Yeah. You can't, you, I can't go pay for my kids' food I'm just with those kidding. stickers unless I do some counterfeit stuff. Um, and then, I, but another thing is podcasts are really living, breathing things. We sound nothing like the first episodes we put out there. And I hope that, I know, I know. And I hope that we won't sound the same in January, 2023. So and then also, I think one thing we really focus on is audio quality, right? I think we know that we a lot of people listen, and for us, having good audio quality is the entire world. So we try really hard on that. So I guess maybe maybe there are a few things we've learned. Maybe we can turn it into a blog post or something like that. But that's it for Organic Bud. What's happening in social? All right. First up in social this week from Matt Navarra, he tweeted, Facebook is now showing a carousel of local businesses to support in the newsfeed. You can also preview details about each local business. So it says, Matt, support businesses in your area. You can like and share these businesses and they're showing them to you essentially based on your interests. And then you can hit the preview button and get the basic details like hours, phone number, you know, their website, all of that jazz, which is great. So new year, no Facebook. Maybe they really care about small businesses after all. Probably not. Not likely. Yeah. (laughs) And we've got a new segment here. We're going to talk to a live person a small business owner about this change mm-hmm. oh we have to find one yep just your thoughts hey um so my thoughts on this are that it's great i wish they would have alerted us business owners to like <laughs> what we can do to try and show up better like i'm sure there's things you could do with your business information to show up based on people's interests. i would have loved that info although thank you matt navarro just for surfacing this I like it. I think it's a nice thing to have. I'm not going to knock it, but again, it would be nice to have more info. And definitely fellow business owners out there, just make a note of this change happening in case your like counts spike. Hopefully people actually like you and they're not just clicking buttons because it's fun. Was that good insight? That's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> so is this. Y'all heard a getter? <laughs> nope. Yeah. Me either until I today. have an account there. Well, of course you do. And we'll get to why. We will get to why. And I think people are going to be like, oh, turn this off. You're going to not say that in a minute. Yeah. Please don't turn this off. Right. So let's just get get her through it. Get her in its own words is a brand new social media platform founded on the principles of free speech, independent thought and rejecting political censorship and quote cancel culture. That's how they describe themselves. And according to Joe Pampliano at Joe Pampliano on Twitter, it was downloaded 250,000 times in the 24 hours after Joe Rogan joined, which is a lot. They only had 3 million downloads prior to that. There's obvious things we could get into. We're not here to get into them. As marketer, the thing that you should take from this is what Greg just said, go register, protect yourself, protect your brand, get your username before somebody else does. 
Yeah. You and don't you're, ever have to log in. Just get get I her know. it. <laughs> and people are probably like, I don't want to go get her it. No. And, and you know what? You may think it's bad to go set up an account over there. That's fine. That's your right to. I set up an account because I think something that is worse than my name over there is somebody else with my username, get or I don't even know what you, what you do over there, but whatever it is with my name in my profile, in my handle. So yeah. I think it is important that you go as your brand and you register that so that you would own it and can protect it. That's all we're saying. Yeah, you don't have to use it, but somebody else might. So, And along it. the lines of this too, like some of these numbers were crazy. I saw, I think it's a different Pompolo or something. It's up on YouTube if you want to see. But they said that, again, it was like tied to this somehow, but Joe Rogan has completely disrupted the legacy media. I don't know if this is true or not, but it shows that the media ratings are like 4X that of every other major news show that you would see. Obviously, it's a podcast and it's not necessarily a news show. But I think the big thing here, the big takeaway is that you don't have to just put your money in traditional stuff. Like I think Ahrefs, they're making sense. They're going with people. They're going with the podcast that people care about and people listen to. And they're doing it with a lot of folks. They're, they're sponsoring a lot of content creators in January. And yeah, there is audience now. So I think that's another thing to consider. Again, whether you like or not, I don't care. That's that's your your taste. But don't sleep on these things. People, th the time is changing. The time is changing. Amen. Last up, another short social lightning round. I love this new trend. Captain Obvious is still in full swing. This time he works for Twitter. The Twitter community's account at High Communities tweeted, it's a new year. Duh. They then went on to say, we're excited to share some things we're exploring for communities early 2022. And they added the fingers crossed emoji. So I'm not sure how optimistic that is, but at least yeah. they're honest. We are hoping what we have to look forward to based on what they shared is right now, all communities on Twitter are either invite only or open to everyone. So they're exploring a request to join option, which would be nice. They're also testing a ranked timeline where you can see top tweets, but you'll still be able to uh, view your community timeline in chronological order. They're testing things like ways for mods to highlight great content in the community and Q&As with mods and members. And in their words, of course, Android. Like, uh, why is Twitter always just like behind on Android? I don't use Twitter or Android, so I don't care, but I feel like it's a big sticking point for people. They just Everything's always... Don't care about them. Yeah. They just don't. Well, they they might, fingers crossed, here in 2022. So they did say that Android app functionality will be coming this month. So that's January here. We're five days in, or if you're listening, seven days in. We'll wow. see. Yeah. yeah. And we set up one. I think we're going to get rid of it. Maybe we should keep it, though. I started putting, like, behind-the-scenes coverage on there of, like, us. Yeah, I did. What? You need to use Twitter. You're probably okay. invited. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, you're invited. Maybe we should invite everybody. I don't know. But it's kind of fun. Hopefully soon we but... won't have to. They can request yeah, to it was, join. Yeah, it was like bloopers. I started putting them over there, and I put them in Discord, too. So. I'm not there either. Well. I got to get up Stay on tuned. It. Maybe if we decide to keep it, we'll just do don't that. Don't say just things bloopers. you're not going to do. Thank you, Chef. <laughs> new Year, same me. All right. Next up in our segment, segment, we've got a new one. It's called GA4U. <laughs> and this comes from Krista Seiden, KristaSeiden.com. And she breaks down pages reporting in Google Analytics 4. We talked about it last year. 
every now and then when there's something helpful, we're going to help you by highlighting good information. And Krista did a phenomenal job, not only talking about how you can see some of the pages and we heard some SEOs that had some major problems with it. Well, Krista talks about what it is and it has a video showing it as well. So don't miss it over on KristaSiden.com. Thank you, Krista. Now it's time for this week's WTH. Misguided. You're like, who does that? <laughs> Just get rid of it. I'm over it. Where we rant, rave, and roll our eyes about a trending digital marketing topic. Like, what are we coming to? Honestly. See what had us asking. W-T-H. This week. Okay, WTH alert. Paps Blue Ribbon tweeted on January 3rd from their verified Twitter account. You guys, I'm a lady. This is my job, okay? They said, not drinking this January. <laughs> Try eating ass. Oh my yes! goodness! <laughs> Stop! You guys are embarrassing me so much today. You put it, it in the notes. <laughs> Bleep it. Okay. So, of course, Greg shared this in Discord and made me say it on this show. I didn't make you say anything. Well, first of all, this got brought up in a meeting the other day. Mm-hmm. And then I was like the only one who didn't know about it. Brought up in an, oh, an internal meeting. So then, meeting. thank God, Jess Bud, our office red card, can always be relied <laughs> upon to send me the link at 10 p.m. at night. Not on the clock and not via work sanctions communication form. <laughs> so then Sam Kesich replied to Greg sharing this in Discord. And said, he pointed out some of the best replies here. It says, PBR, what's the difference? (laughs) Which is amazing and true. And PBR said, ask your mom, separate reply, and dad. This is so disgusting. Like, (laughs) so good. (laughs) This person does not care. Does this make you want to drink PBR? I already want to drink PBR. So. I mean, honestly, like, what do they have to lose? You know, they've got nothing to lose. They More people are drinking PBR today than they were on January 2nd before the tweet went out. I'm sure of it. Then I have no doubt. This whole back. wet January thing. It's just like, stop. Like, please go to bed. Okay. Stop. <laughs> then they emailed Ad Age and apologized. Or the poor vice president of marketing had to apologize. We apologize about the language and content of our recent tweets. The tweets in question were written in poor judgment by one of our associates, and in no way does the content of these tweets reflect the values of Pabst and our associates. That's- First of all, the name Pabst. Can we cancel? I've never <laughs> thought about it because I always say PBR. That's a terrible word. Maybe, maybe they probably- move over to yeah. Getter. <laughs> Secure no, your name now. I just like that they're like, we don't, the tweets are, are from one of our associates. Like, I'm sorry, there were graphics along with wet January and it was up for a long time. It wasn't like they just took it down. You're the vice president of marketing. You knew what was happening with this. Yeah, you might have you might have been like, do what somebody might have come up with the idea, but like, hey, we want to be like Wendy's. Is that okay? Yeah. And you're this like, is yeah, not that's Wendy's. Okay. No, I know it's not Wendy's. No, this is not but even Wendy's. everyone, it's like Wendy started it and nobody will stop now. Like j- stop. You're it's too much. Everyone needs to relax for 2022. And it says we're handling the matter internally. So do you guys think the person got fired? 100%. Why would they say former associate? Yeah. If they were fired, it's for show. Do you think the vice president of marketing sent the tweets personally? No. 
No. No, I don't. But I do think that somebody in the chain of command reviewed these and said, okay, go. Or gave the okay for a creative license. Perhaps. Somebody saw that first tweet. For sure. Yeah. Anyway, I hate it. It's unsavory. It's in poor taste. And we don't need this energy this year, okay? I mean, they shot their shot and they missed. Yeah. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. (laughs) And that brings us to our real life segment. Straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for working hard or hardly working. Little tip, if you are ever digging around in the change history tab in Google Ads or Microsoft, they have those filters to try to find things quicker. But when you're looking at a long date range, sometimes it's hard to find stuff. You can download that into an Excel document and like control F and find what you're looking for much quicker. So that's helpful if you're looking at a lot of history. What about you, Greg? Um, I just want to say that I'm a big fan of Search Console. It's my second favorite way to view the performance of my website and AWT, of course. Uh, But I hate the fact of how they show Discover in Search Console. You'll see a big spike and they won't report what drove that discover spike unless it hits like some very high proportion so you might see a spike starting to happen and it just doesn't report fully on the urls that drove that discover so if anybody has any way to see all that i just can't find any way any filter anything to see it and it drives me crazy because i see the spike and then it won't show me the content that's getting picked up and discovered i learned something cool from sarah burke slash data by sarah on twitter Follow her. She's a genius. She taught me this week. So working hard, Google Tag Manager has an auto event variable for external link clicks where you can manage just one list of affiliated domains that don't count as an external click. And we've been setting this up manually differently for a long time. And this was new to me and somewhat new to GTM, she said, but it's been there for a while. So super cool. It's nice that you can just track outbound link clicks, and again, manage that list of affiliated domains in one place. Love it. Thank you, Sarah. And now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And is really, really cool. This week's Cool Tool is a creature feature, and I call it that because it's from at Data Chaz on Twitter, and he says, another day, another app, balloon emoji. I am excited to share my new content generation creature powered by GPT-3. He says, try it, shares a link where you can try it. You do have to get your free open API key, which he also shares a link for, and there's no more wait list. Data Chaz also says code plus hands-on tutorial to be released soon. So I did not get an API key and test this myself, but you can. Again, he's got the link. He did post a screenshot of an example, and it looks super easy to use. You just choose the GPT-3 engine you want to use, the number of tokens, and then you put in your request. His was make a list of great French authors in the past 100 years, and it spit out a list. And it's awesome. It spits it out so you can just read it right there, or you can download the output. Easy peasy, content squeezy. As always, (laughs) we will have the link in our newsletter and on Discord. So pick your poison and check it out. And now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed, we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. This week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from Cody Plofker, and he has a review, which is what Twitter bought up the newsletter, that is called Cody's Weekly Growth Learnings. And this week he has 
quite the learning. He says, my exact FB ad strategy for 2022. And if you haven't gotten started on Facebook ads, he lays out what he is going to do in 2022, including account structure, creative strategy and testing, landing pages, offers, a bunch on retargeting. And it just seems like he's bringing you along for the ride. So not only could this be cool, but maybe sign up and follow over on review. And it is just Cody Plofker on Twitter. And you can find that again over on community.marketingclock.com. Thank you, Cody. All right, that does it for today's show. Thank you again, Ahrefs Webmaster Tools, for sponsoring the show. Like Search Console, AWT is free. However, unlike Search Console, you can see all backlinks, domain, and page-level SEO metrics, broken links for both internal and external links, and more than just the top 1,000 keywords. So please support the show and give it a test and let us know what you think. There has never been a better time than now to set up your site right for the new year over at ahrefs.com slash webmaster dash tools. And it is now officially not marketing o'clock. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's marketing o'clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingclock.com to join. And we'll see you next week. Welcome to this week's Shooting the Hack. We're after our famous Friday news show. We don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the hack. Today we are playing a game that is tolerated by some people. This is everybody's favorite game. It might be. 100%. People love it. We got to start at the new year right. New year, new us, new shooting the Same hack. game. <laughs> Same game. We're playing two types of people. We didn't say that. <laughs> two types of people where there's two answers. You're either one or another. It's a binary answer. There's no in between. Okay. All right. So first up, coming off the recent holiday season, there's two types of people. A person that meticulously measures out the wrapping paper before wrapping or somebody that just wings it. Who are you? I did not wrap one gift. That is incredible. I know. What do you, you bagged them, I assume. I tissue. just, yeah. this year, no, I didn't bag anything. I, well, I still haven't had um, our rescheduled Christmas with my in-laws, but I think I'm going to be able to avoid it. <laughs> Santa doesn't wrap gifts in our house. He's just too busy. They're just sitting under the tree for everyone to explore. I got my friend a blanket. I said, I'm going to wrap you in your gift instead. <laughs> That's cute. That There's a third kind of person. Lazy AF. So if you had to wrap something, oh, would you? Never. I would never, ever measure. Okay. No. Jess? I'm a wing it girl all around. Sammy? I wing it. Wing it. I love it when it works out. When it doesn't work out, just cut a little more and tape it right up. I love it. That's the thing. Oh, yeah, is, that's the best. Yeah. When yeah. it's like on the back. So, oh, no, that's a, desi- that's a design addition right yeah. there. Sometimes there's too much, though, and then it's real. You got to. And I start cutting away. I'm, like, I'm yeah. like Edward Scissorhands on the ends, just trying to get it to work. It's real nice. All right. Two types of people. Somebody, when they go bowling, they bowl with one hand or somebody that bowls with two hands. Like the under the legs? Two handed bowl? I, I'll give a little backstory. My wife recently went bowling. I despise bowling. I'm not a bowling guy. But she went bowling and said the new thing is people bowl with two hands when they bowl. Like that's a pro move. A Are they going move. through their legs? Yeah. I do that. That's the two-handed bowl I know. What's she talking about? Like swinging back? I'm like, nobody does. She's like, everybody bowls with two hands. I thought bowling died with co- <laughs>
That's twice now. You've said the word. (laughs) I wish it did, but how do you bowl? One handed or two handed? One hand. I mean, it's terrible, but it's actually worse with the two handed between the legs. I don't know what this other tactic is. I don't know. I feel like she just wants to go bowling with you. Yes, and she wants you to do it. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Shep? I am the world's worst bowler, so I usually just do some stunts. Like, some, I'll lay on the floor. I try to see how many steps I can go over the line before I get <laughs> oh, in trouble. It, what? Wow. out there. So I can't participate. I'm sorry. Uh, You're Sammy. a third kind of person again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you go bowling, Sammy? Uh, yeah. I actually see, think I'm pretty decent at it. Do you see people bowl two-handed, or is my wife trolling me? Um, I see people bowl two-handed. They're usually under the age of okay. 10. Okay. <laughs> it's the leg She move. wants you to try. Okay. She does. All right. There's two kinds of people. This might be this might be just a buffalo one, so we can maybe speed through it. People that love sponge candy or people that hate sponge candy? I love it, but it goes bad so fast. You have to eat it the day you get it. Do, does everyone know what sponge candy is? It is a hard chocolate outside, and the inside is like it's almost like, it's like a sponge. caramel that's hardened. I, it's, I think it's like a hardened sugar, but maybe it's caramel. Yeah. It's caramel tasting, and then you put it in your mouth and it dissolves. Look at the goosebumps I have right now. I cannot you hate it. I hate texture thing. It like biting into it. Your mm. teeth. It's like nails on a chalkboard for me. I can't with sponge candy. It tastes good. Sponge candy flavored things are delicious, but to bite into the candy, gone from the planet, and I would smile. Sammy. Hate it. Thank you. Wow. Absolutely hate it. I'm with just nails on a chalkboard when I bite into it. Can't Mm-mm. stand it. Nope. Love it. Get out of here. I love every here. part of it. I think it's so good. It's underrated. It's like <clears throat> melts in your mouth. It's like a good whopper. It's, it's if you really put it on your tongue the right way, it like stings a little bit. Yeah, it's great. It's yeah. the size of nuts. like a baseball though. Yeah, it is hard to so bite it melt into. in your mouth. You go with that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And lastly, there are people... That use fabric softener are people that just wash their clothes. Well, who are you, Shep? But I mean, I think I know. I First of all, I will not do laundry until I get first floor laundry. It's currently in the basement. Wow. <laughs> so you don't do laundry? You're, no. It's above you or I guess below you? Yes. Uh-huh. I will not go into the scary basement. So we use detergent. We use dryer sheets, but we don't use fabric softener. Okay, Eddie's doing the laundry. He's not taking the time to do that. Yeah. Jess? I agree. I do the dryer sheets, but it's more for like a static thing and freshening. I don't care about the softness of my fabrics. Sammy? I don't use fabric softener. Not only do I not use it, I have no idea how. It seems like one of those mysteries. It's like chopping at coals where you just have no <laughs> idea what's happening. There's like electronic things. There's cold car. There's like a little reservoir that you're supposed to put the fabric softener in, mm-hmm. but then it's like oh, I, you don't I know what you're. It's I don't know how cup. you do it. I and then some things have like different basins you put it in. I just like no, I'm I, I'm fine. Like clothes are pretty heckin' soft as it's is. Fabric, yeah. it's I don't need it softer. What am I? Okay, well it seems like we all have hard clothes here, so we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>